Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. And today we're going to have a conversation about something that I know is running rampant amongst women and definitely women in network marketing, and that is self-sabotage. So before we get started, I want to say thank you, everyone who is listening to the podcast, sharing it on your social. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Stay till the end because I have a fun announcement to make. So let's talk a little bit about self-sabotage, guys. Um, This is something that is a very normal human phenomenon, and I'll tell you why. Um, I read this book once called The Big Leap. I highly recommend you pick it up. And it's a book that talks about the human condition. And so it's very normal to basically have this limit in our own minds. And everyone's limit is different, but we all have a limit to how much success we can have, how much abundance feels safe, how much love is is tolerated in our life, how much joy, how much happiness, how much growth. We all have this limit, whether you know it or not. And this limit was created through the conditioning of your subconscious. So if you guys have been hanging out with me for a while, I talk about this a lot, but let's have a little bit of a quick uh, recap on the subconscious. So the subconscious is the part of our brain that from the ages of zero to seven is active, is what's driving the bus, if you will. The subconscious brain also takes care of the function of our body that keeps us alive. So it's our subconscious brain that tells our heart to beat, that tells our lungs to breathe, that tells our food to digest, that signals you know, for the kidneys to do what they do and the liver to do what it does. That's what the subconscious mind does. So the subconscious mind is so powerful, so needed, so appreciated. So that's one piece of it. The other piece of it, though, is that from the moment you were born until you are about seven years old, your brain is only the subconscious. So you are quite literally taking in every piece of information in your world as truth, as this is the way it is, and as it it, it becomes sort of your rule book, if you will, as you as you grow. Um, the way that the brain works is that we have a subconscious mind. And then at about seven years old, seven, eight years old, our, our conscious mind begins to activate. And now our conscious mind is the is what's actually listening to me right now. Your conscious mind is what's looking at your phone right now. You know, your conscious mind is what tells you I have these goals and I want to grow my business and I want to rank up and all that stuff. That's your conscious mind. Now, there is a filter between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and it's called your reticular activating system. Now, what the reticular activating system does is it deletes, generalizes, distorts, kind of, uh, it's like your classification system, if you will, so that as information comes in, 
you know, your conscious mind can only take in about 5% of what you actually experience. So your conscious mind is taking in all of this information and so that your brain doesn't, you know, explode and it doesn't, and you don't essentially like circuit out, if you will, your reticular activating system kind of distorts, deletes, generalizes, categorizes, um, the information that you're taking in. So only certain things are getting passed through, if you will. Um, so for instance, a great example of this is let's imagine that when you were a young kid, you got bit by a dog, a neighborhood dog just bit you. And so now you've generalized that all dogs are dangerous, right? That's, that's how the brain works. Um, so because there's kind of this gatekeeper, if you will. I heard someone say this. I thought it was hilarious, but like your reticular activating system is kind of like the bouncer of your brain. Like imagine your mind is like a club. <laughs> your reticular activating system is like the bouncer. It's deciding who gets in and who who doesn't get in, right? So because of this, we all start to generalize and we start to um, distort what we see in the world because that's what our that's the function of our reticular activating system it it starts to kind of turn on this critical mind right so now we have now we have a way to look at information and decide is it good or is it bad is it useful or should i just not remember it right that's the function of the brain that kicks in at about 7 or 8 years old and if you think about it if you have kids you know, if you have children under the age of seven and you tell them something, they ask you a question, you tell them something, watch, watch them. They literally just kind of sit there like deers in a headlight, just absorbing what you're saying. There's no questioning if it's true or not, right? But once you get a seven or an eight-year-old or older, this is where their reticular activating system has turned on. This is where their critical faculty, their critical mind has turned on. So now when they see or hear things, now there's actually limits. Now there's actually barriers. Now there's actually, you know, we go, when you're just a walking subconscious mind, everything is possible. And when you start to shift out of the subconscious into the conscious mind, now you have barriers. Now there's um, stop gaps, if you will, right? So that's a little bit about how the brain works and why self-sabotage is a very human thing. So first and foremost, if you've ever sabotaged yourself in a relationship, in a job, in life, in any way you know, give yourself some grace. You're human. It's your, your brain was actually trying to protect you. So here's the other thing about our brains and why self-sabotage happens is because our brains just want to keep us safe. Like the job of our brain is to keep us alive, which again was really important when we were cave people and literally, you know, making one wrong move could result in death. But the truth is, is it's 2021 <laughs> and this part of the brain that wants to keep us safe is very beneficial when we're crossing the street, right? Or when we're walking alone in a city that we that we don't know and we see a dark alley and, and boom, here comes the brain saying, hey, you know, warning, warning, don't walk down this alley, right? All of that is like so appreciative. Um but the truth is in 2021, I'm going to go ahead and say 99% of the things that we're doing, talking about, thinking about, 
are not life and death, although our brain treats it that way. So all this to say, what happens with self-sabotage is you get to a point where you've hit your limit of whatever that thing is. So I'm going to take this to network marketing. In network marketing, you guys have goals. You want to grow your business. You want to expand. And and this could be any business, okay? But you want to expand and you want to grow. And so when you get to a point of growth that is right at the edge of what your conditioning and programming says is safe for you, this is when self-sabotage occurs. So let's say you have a goal of making, you know, $10,000 a month in your network marketing business. And let's say that's the most money you've ever made ever, right? And let's say that you in the past were in corporate America and you made about $7,000 a month. So $7,000 a month is comfortable. Your, Your body has experienced that. Your mind has experienced that. That's safe. Okay, so let's imagine you're in your network marketing business and you get to that $7,000 thing. Amazing. Awesome. There's no resistance at this point because this is all safe for you. But now let's imagine you get to that $10,000 mark and you did it. Holy crap, you did it, right? This is a time to celebrate. This is a time to go to double down and go in harder with your message and your content and your passion to share your amazing opportunity. But what happens is $10,000 is unknown to your brain. $10,000 is like, we don't know what to do with this. This is too scary. We've never experienced this before. Red alert, red alert, red alert, right? So when that happens, self-sabotage occurs. It can look a million different ways. You can self-sabotage by Let's imagine you hit that $10,000 mark. Self-sabotage can look like backing off your business, saying, oh, okay, I did it. Now I'm just going to back off, right? Self-sabotage, because what does that do? That slows down your momentum. That completely kills the momentum that you obviously created to get to that point. And especially in network marketing, if you pull the brakes, what is your team doing? They're going to energetically feel that because, guys, everything is energy. And even though you, might not tell them that you're pulling the brakes. The fact that your energy has shifted and changed, they feel that. Your customers feel that. Your network feels that. Self-sabotage can also look like um, getting to that $10,000 mark and then just spending all of it, right? Like, oh my God, I've never had this much money before. This freaks me out. I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of it. And you spend it as quickly as it came in. Self-sabotage can also look like getting to that $10,000 mark and then creating drama in your life in some way so that you can't enjoy it, right? Maybe picking a fight with someone on your team or your upline or your downline or getting really pissed off about something that normally would just you would just roll off your back or having an argument with your husband and feeling like, oh my God, you know, now that I've hit this $10,000 mark, now my relationship isn't going well, right? Because we, a lot of us have, and myself included, have this idea that if you want to be successful, it needs to come at a cost, right? That's something that we have been taught and programmed to believe. So if you have this belief and you get to a point where you deem it to be successful, it's, it's inevitable that you're going, something's going to have to cost, right? So that's what self-sabotage looks like. And that's what it is. 
Um, using an example of a weight loss journey, right? Let's imagine you are on a weight loss journey and you're exercising and you're, you know, eating right and you're counting all your macros and whatever. <laughs> um, and let's say you lose 10 pounds. Okay. Self-sabotage can look like, um, you know, uh, basically losing the 10 pounds and let's say you have, you know, 20 more to go. Let's say you wanted to lose 30 total, but like right when you get to that 10 pound mark, you again, pull the brakes. You're like, Oh man, I'm doing so good. What does it matter if I have this cake today? Or what does it matter if I skip my workout today? Right. And I do want to make a point here that there is a difference between self-sabotage and grace. I'm a big proponent for giving yourself grace, but grace is not given to a habit. So if you have a habit of saying, screw it, I'm going to eat the cake, you don't give yourself grace for that because you're that self-sabotage. But if you're doing really well and you slip in your diet or you slip in your movement, but you're like, okay, you know, the next day I'm back and I'm going to give myself grace for that moment because here I am back in the saddle continuing to move towards my goals. That's grace. That's the moment for grace. So there really is kind of a fine line. It is kind of nuanced where you give yourself grace versus you're in a pattern of self-sabotage. Okay. Um, uh, another example of what self-sabotage can look like, I wanted to actually give you guys a real example, is my my husband and I, when we met, um, I was living 3,000 miles away from him. I lived in Arizona. He lived in Massachusetts. And we met one weekend um, when I was visiting Massachusetts, had an amazing weekend, kind of cultivated um, a relationship where we talked over the phone for a few months. And then he came out to visit me. Um, I met him in October and he first came out to visit me in January. So this visit was, again, we had been talking over the phone. Things were really going well. He was showing, you know, we were, we were able to really cultivate our relationship in such a strong way because it was long distance. So we just were chatting on the phone, right? Really getting to know each other and everything was really going well. And then he came to visit me and again, came to visit. It was going really well. It was almost going too well. (laughs) This is the whole point of the story. It was almost going too well. And we, I remember it was, I don't know, maybe three days into the, into his visit. And we went out to a bar and we were dancing and drinking and having a lot of fun. And I remember he was telling me at the bar, like how much he liked me and how much he was like thinking about me and couldn't stop thinking about me when he was home and really just so glad and just really curious about where this is going to go. And like, honestly saying all the stuff that like we as women want to hear. Right. And it freaked me out. I just was like, this is too good. This is too easy. This is too perfect. And, you know, apparently I had an upper limit barrier as to how easy relationships could be and how effortless they could feel. So we went out that night. We had a great time. We went through a drive through If anybody, you know, recognizes Jack in the Box, if you live on the West Coast, um, we, we stopped at Jack in the Box and we got some hamburgers and whatever. And we went back to my place. And I just remember he actually reminds me of this story that we were just sitting there having hamburgers. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? 
this is too good. You're too nice. This is too perfect. And I don't trust it. And I walked up to him, grabbed the hamburger out of his hand and threw it in the garbage. That my friends is self sabotage. (laughs) That is sabotaging something that's really good. Right. And thank God he had so much grace for me at the time. Um, because obviously (laughs) we're married today, everything worked out fine. But that is a moment where I just sort of sabotaged the relationship for a moment because I just thought, this is too easy. This is too good. It's not supposed to be this easy. And because I had hit my upper limit of how, of how I thought relationships were supposed to be a little bit more confusing and drama filled and all this and that because of my conditioning, because of my past relationships. I freaked out when something was just too good. So I've given you guys a few different examples of how self-sabotage shows up. I'm hoping that you can sort of recognize in your own life where you have done this. Now, I also answered the question of why we do this, right? It's not because you hate yourself. It's because your brain is quite literally designed to do this, okay? So here's the deal. Just because our brains are designed to do this, and by the way, our brains were designed to do this when we became human, which was what, 10,000 years ago or something. So it's a different world. And the new human, the human of today and moving forward is a human that can think about their thoughts, that can be conscious of the choices that they're making, that can become awoken to the disruptive patterns in their life. So don't, you know, don't say, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm just human. This is just what humans do. No, you actually have power to become conscious of this and to break the cycle because the truth is you're meant for what you desire. What you desire is meant for you. I say this all the time, but it's how the law of vibration works. It's how the, the law of attraction works. What is meant for you is quite literally dropped into your energetic field and then you begin to desire it because that thing wants you to make it actualized. Okay. So there's no shame around this. There's only awareness and there's taking those one degree shifts away from how you normally would interact with, with the self-sabotage. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, how to break the cycle. So here's the first thing is first and foremost, I say this until I'm blue in the face. This is my mantra always, but you must begin with awareness, awareness of the fact that you're even doing it awareness. Like I think a really good practice would be to look back on your life and ask yourself, where could I have been self-sabotaging? Was it with this relationship? Was it with this friendship? Um, you know, did I, was I, was I on a, in a, was I on a roll in my business And I sort of pulled back, like where in my business have I pulled back or where in my business have I just sort of stopped working because I got a few, you know, sales or something like really start to become a detective of your life and do this in the energy of no shame, no embarrassment, no regrets. you, You can't, you can't approach change in your life with that energy. You need to approach change in your life with the energy of now I know better. I'm going to do better. Period. Okay. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no embarrassment. It just has no place for, um, for the work that we're doing here. Okay. So really have awareness. Where has this showed up before in your life? 
And then you're going to start to understand, oh, okay, so I have an upper limit of, let's imagine it's um, in your business. Like, let's imagine you've never made more than $1,000 in your business. So that is clearly your upper limit barrier. How do you expand your own mind? How do you expand your energy so that you can open up to making $5,000 in your business, right? And the way that you do that is by really sort of noticing the conditioning. I think it's a great idea to, to learn from, spend time with, read and hear stories of people who broke through that $1,000 ceiling. Like start to surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to be doing. Start to consume information that tells you, yes, you can do this. Yes, you, you want to normalize what it is that you want in your life. So for instance, I am in a point in my business where my next target is $50,000 a month. Consistently, every month, that's going to become my energetic minimum. I don't make less than 50 grand a month, right? I need to expand my awareness there. I need to expand my belief, my consciousness, my own energy to get there. So what am I doing is I'm really going in hard on what does the $50,000 version of me, what does she do in the morning? What is she doing during the day? What types of friends is she hanging out with? You know, I have one friend right now that actually makes that much money. And I love spending time with her because I pick her brain. I ask her what she, what is you investing in? Like I really start to get into that um, energy just by sort of being around people that are doing what I want to be doing, reading stories, listening to podcasts, but really expanding your mind and asking yourself the version of me that's making $5,000 a month in network marketing. How is she different than the version of me today? How is she different? What does she think differently? What is she doing? What is she consuming? What's What are the habits that she has? What patterns has she broken through? And then you start to do those things. You start to walk towards that version of yourself. And the time that it takes to close the gap is just how hard, how willing, how deep you're willing to go in on that new version of yourself. You know, I was teaching this in my um, group uh, yesterday is that we all have these paradigms that we're living in. And a paradigm is just kind of the way you see things. It's just like the way things are. So like, you know, um, a paradigm is, a paradigm that we're currently living in is like, a paradigm, this is a great example, is success comes at a cost, right? That's That's a paradigm. So it's like, if you're living in that paradigm that success comes at a cost, then you believe that if you want to break through $1,000 a month to $5,000 a month, it's going to come at a cost. You're going to have to lose something. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's going to, who knows, but that's the paradigm that you're living in. And in order to break through these upper limit barriers, in order to expand our energy, we need to break the paradigms. You need to ask yourself, is that really true? And does that need to be true for me? And then go out in the world and look for evidence where people are living and doing what you want to be do and what you want to be doing in the way that you want to be doing it. So really step one is awareness. Step two is really getting clear about where you want to expand to and then really asking yourself that version of me, how is she different than me today? 
And then the next thing is really just kind of, I talk about this all the time. My, my coach right now is really big on this, taking one degree shifts, one degree shifts towards that person. It's not going to happen all at once. You know, I have, um, a client right now who I seriously am obsessed with. I love this girl. She's just so showing up and doing the work, but, um, we had a conversation and she's like, you know, Christy, I'm like, I'm doing all the things. I'm, I'm, I have my morning routine and I'm, you know, she's doing the work, but she's like, she's like, but my business is still the same. It's like crickets. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you've got to give it time. You, you can't just all of a sudden make this one degree shift and then expect for a 180 degree result. It doesn't work like that. But if you take one degree shifts every day, little actions over time compound and you could potentially have a day or a few days or a week or a month that absolutely blows your mind. But if every single time you make a one degree shift, you stop that energy to look around to see the results, all you're doing is starting and stopping that momentum. That's all you're doing is like you're expanding your energy and then you're contracting it, expanding it, and then you're contracting it. My coach to me said, that when you focus on the result, you actually take your energy and you make it more into a particle, which is actual physical matter. Then if you make a one degree shift and you actually expand out of your awareness to kind of just experience the one degree shift to just to really be that one degree shift, not so much to look and see what the results come. And that when you do that, you act, your energy turns more into a wave. Now, when your energy is more like a wave, you are calling in the things that you want. When your energy is more dense, like a particle, you are actually becoming a solid and nothing can flow towards solid things because it just stops, right? So I hope that made a little bit of sense in terms of when you're doing this work to expand your energy, try not to be so fixated on the result. Like, yes, you're expanding your energy because you want to make more money in your business or you want to lose more weight in your journey or you want to bring in a, a great partner. That's fine. It's okay to, to be like, this is what I'm working towards. But if every time you make a little shift, you stop to see like, where's the money? Where's the man? Where's the, you know, look at the scale. You're just, you're like I just said before, you are essentially stopping that stuff from coming to you. So you really have to be focused on the journey and not so much the result, which I do understand is hard because we want the end result. But I think the biggest aha that I have had in the last 12 months is that it really, as corny as this is, as you know, Instagram meme, you know, all over the place this is, it really is about the journey, not so much about the end result. The end result comes, but when you get to that end result, you have to realize there's a new, there's a new journey that you go on because we are we as humans are just here to constantly expand and grow. So I really hope that that helped you guys with overcoming your self-sabotage. I do want to finish this podcast by letting you know this is the first time in over a year that I have opened up um, more than one one-to-one -one coaching spot with me. So if you have been listening to this podcast, if you consume my information and you really love my vibe and you've always wanted to coach with me, now is the time. I'm going to link the application to uh, work with me in the show notes. 
but you can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. You can fill out the application and I will, we will set up a time um, to have a discovery call. But my one-to-one program is really special. I've had a ton of people go through it with great results. It is not just having that one-to-one coaching with me, but it does come with the self-love course, which is really foundational in the work that we do because using this example of self-sabotage, in order to have awareness, in order to you know, do the work, make those one degree shifts, you really have to feel like you're worthy of it and that you're worth it and that you, know, you are deserving of a happy life. And the self-love course is a four-week course that takes you through and really sheds the layers that your subconscious mind has made you you know, has, has falsely made you believe about yourself. It really helps shed that so that you can start to create and be exactly who you want to be. In addition, it comes with the energy leadership assessment. Now this is a 75 question assessment that quite literally will tell you what level of energy you exist in just on a normal day. And when stress hits, and this is probably one of the most foundational influential and transformative tools that I offer because it really helps. It takes something as intangible as energy and perception, and it actually makes it tangible. So this information is really big when you're trying to shift and change your perspective because we know where you're starting from. So if you have any questions about one-to-one coaching, like I said, message me. I do have a few spots open and they usually go very quickly. So I will link it in the show notes. As always, if this is something that has helped you, please take a picture, uh, share it on your social, tag me, and have an excellent rest of your week, guys. Thank you.